Hi, welcome back to My Daily Briefing. This is Gwen Diaz, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast and discovering that the Bible really does make sense when its stories are told in chronological order. Here's Ed with our next episode. Hi, it's Ed again. Let's go right to episode 170, titled, Israel Falls Apart. You can find these events in 2 Kings 14 and 15, also 2 Chronicles chapter 28. When the nation of Israel split into two kingdoms in 931 BC, the larger northern kingdom, including ten of the tribes, kept the name Israel. However, during its 209-year existence, Israel was sometimes referred to as Ephraim, which was the name of the largest tribe. And near the end of its history, it was also called Samaria, which was the name of its capital city. Hosea was the last prophet that God sent to Israel, or Samaria, to warn them about the disaster they were about to experience unless they returned to him. But their king, Jeroboam II, refused to listen. When he died, he left behind a kingdom that was politically strong outwardly, but spiritually weak on the inside. It began to collapse as immoral, power-hungry tyrants fought for the throne. The new king was Zechariah. Note, this was not the prophet Zechariah who was murdered by King Joash of Judah, nor was he another prophet with the same name who later ministered in Israel. This Zechariah was a king, and he was Jeroboam II's wicked son. He was the fourth and last of King Jehu's descendants that God had promised would reign in Israel. But he was on the throne for only six months before he was brutally murdered by a man named Shalom, a captain in his own army. Shalom reigned for only one month before he was assassinated by Menachem. Menachem was the most evil and brutal of all the kings. He attacked his own people. When city leaders did not immediately obey his commands, he flew into a rage and killed everyone in the city, including pregnant mothers and their unborn babies. When Assyria invaded Israel for the first time, Menachem offered them a lot of money to leave peacefully. Assyria's king Pool was satisfied since the Israelites would now be his vassals, so he ordered his troops to return home. As vassals, the Israelites were supposed to pay taxes to King Pool every year. Menachem collected the money from his countrymen, but he kept a lot of it for himself. He ruled for ten years before he died of unknown causes. Menachem was succeeded by his son Pekahiah, who ruled for two years before Pekah, one of his chief officers, assassinated him and took the throne. By now, you probably need a scorecard to keep track of all the kings who ruled during the last few years of the northern kingdom's existence. Pekah was a strong military leader and was able to stay on the throne for 20 years, but he was evil, just like the kings before him. He invaded the southern kingdom of Judah and in one day killed 120,000 of their soldiers. By then, King Pul of Assyria, who later renamed himself Tiglath-Pileser, was no longer satisfied with the amount of money that Israel was paying in taxes. So he marched his Assyrian army into Israel and claimed some of the best land for himself. He also attacked the tribes of Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh that had lived on the eastern side of the Jordan River. He carried them off as captives and they never again returned to their land. As the nation dwindled and was decimated, Pekah continued to rule until he was murdered by Hoshea. Hoshea was the last king God allowed to rule in Israel. The northern kingdom was no longer a thriving nation. It was reduced to a tiny strip of land about 40 miles long and 30 miles wide. Although God was very patient with the Israelites for a very long time, he finally let them suffer the consequences of their decisions. 
And in 722 B.C., remember that, 722 B.C., Israel was completely destroyed, never again to regather as a nation under God's leadership. Think about it. God is patient. He provides many opportunities for all of us to know Him and worship Him, just like He did for the Israelites. Is He waiting for you to stop worshiping other things and worship only Him so that He can pour out His blessings on your life? Don't wait until it is too late like the Israelites did. This is the warning God gives to us in 2 Peter 3, verses 9 and 10. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. A time is coming when it will be too late to accept God's amazing promise of salvation through Jesus Christ. Now go with that in mind, and have a good day. Mm -hmm.